This is the Sleeper Hold Podcast. Welcome to the Sleeper Hole Podcast, where there is no disqualifications on the topics and falls count anywhere. I am your host, Priest, and we're going to be continuing on with the Women in Wrestling series. But first off, I do want to apologize for this episode being later than it normally is with our routine. See, there's a lot of contributing factors, and I definitely want to reach my heart out and explain them because you guys, as my fans and listeners, deserve to know what's going on. First off, around this time of the year, I always, always get strep. And I do believe I feel it coming on, so if I do seem to lose my voice or get a little cracky in the tone, you know why. Also, the original plan was to still make sure that this thing gets launched yesterday on Wednesday. Unfortunately, we had to say goodbye to one of our pets. Our cat Apollo passed away and we had to give him a proper farewell. So yesterday kind of got a curveball and that was more of a top priority. I had to make sure we took care of him and said our farewells. It's been kind of rough for my wife and myself, but not trying to make this all gloom and doom about personal matters. We got much more to talk about. I also do want to say a few things real quick in all seriousness. Um, Wrestling did lose a great legendary wrestler in Nick Brockwinkle this past weekend, and I do hope that he does rest in peace. I didn't really see him while growing up, but I have gotten to see some footage as an adult and looking back, and very great wrestler. Also, our hearts at Sleeper Hold are out there reaching out to those suffering overseas from the Paris attacks and those who are genuinely seeking refuge and sanctuary during this time of darkness. Alrighty, let's get enough of this gloomy stuff and let's talk about some of the women who have been in the squared circle. Today we will talk about two women who are of this current generation and are amazing wrestlers. You know, there are many more to discuss as well, but I think these two are a good start for our current divas. These are two of my favorite in today's generation. And we're going to be starting off with the NXT Women's Champion, Bailey. I love Bailey. She is like the sweetheart girl next door and has one of the most adorable entrances I have seen in a long time. Right away from the first time I saw it with the inflatable arm tube guys and her giving the high fives out and saying she's a hugger with the little streamer things on her arms. It won me over. I was a fan right away. But, you know, like all other wrestlers, it took a bit of hard work, determination, and heart to get to where she is now. And I'm not just talking about the NXT Women's Championship. Bailey had been watching wrestling shows since she was 11 years old with a promotion in Northern California. At the age of 18, Bailey started training with the promotion under the head trainer, Jason Styles. Name sound familiar? 
probably because he was with the WWE during 2007 and 2008. While working with a promotion in Northern California called Big Time Wrestling, her first match was in September of 2008 under the name of Davina Rose. She wrestled there up until about 2012 while also branching out to other promotions during 2011 and 2012. Now, during December of 2012, Bailey did move to the WWE and became part of the NXT roster. She started out donning a mask while adopting her name, Bailey. She debuted in a match against Paige on March 20th of 2013 and lost the match. Bailey then participated in the inaugural Women's Championship Tournament, where she did lose to Alicia Fox. Down the road, Bailey even bravely challenged and lost a match against the then-champion AJ Lee for the WWE Divas Championship. Talk about some courage. Bailey's first win was on September 4th in a tag team match with Charlotte against Alicia Fox and Oksana. Summer Rae and Sasha Banks turned around and tried to offer a slot to Bailey into joining their ranks of a little team called Beautiful Fierce Females, or BFFs for short. On November 13th, Charlotte attacked Bailey and cost them their match so she could join the BFFs instead. After this, Bailey had a short alliance with Natalia to defeat Sasha Banks in both singles and team competitions. On May 1st, 2014, the women's championship was up for grabs once more, and Bailey went for it. She did lose in the first round against Sasha Banks, unfortunately. After the tournament, though, Bailey did earn a victory against Charlotte in a six diva tag team match following a triumph over Sasha Banks, making her the number one contender for the title. At the NXT TakeOver Fatal 4 match, she had a following rematch after that as well, and she kind of fell short on both, but she gave a heck of a performance. I really did like watching those matches. Shortly after, though, Bailey ended up being attacked by her former friend, Becky Lynch, who had allied herself with Sasha Banks. Bailey, in turn, allied with her former rival, Charlotte, to feud with Banks and Lynch for several weeks. On November 27th, Bailey was attacked and suffered a knee injury from the hands of Banks and Lynch. On January 21st, 2015, Bailey returned to save Charlotte from Sasha and Becky before turning on Charlotte herself. This led to a Fatal 4 match at NXT TakeOver Rival, where once more, Bailey just barely fell short of getting the title in her hands. On March of 2015, Bailey began a rivalry with Emma. This few carried with Emma saying that Bailey was too nice and that's what caused her to never win the title. Now, to an extent I could see where people were trying to go with that and what Emma was saying cuz like I said, Bailey is the sweetheart. She is very nice, she's very trusting, she gives the benefit of the doubt. And it maybe it did cost her a few times, but I don't think you can really contribute to that. Just, you know, 
my whole thing right there. On April 29th, though, Bailey did lose a match against Dana Brooke after Emma caused a distraction. And Bailey got revenge on Emma by attacking her after Emma lost a match against Charlotte. At NXT TakeOver Unstoppable, Charlotte teamed with Bailey to defeat Emma and Dana Brooke. Shortly after this, Bailey ended up benched due to a broken hand. On July 22nd, Bailey returned to defeat Emma and declare her mission to be the next NXT Women's Champion. Bailey challenged Charlotte to a match and won. Followed that with a match against Becky Lynch. This caused her to have a shot against Sasha Banks at the NXT TakeOver, which will be actually in Brooklyn. This was awesome. Banks taunted Bailey about being too sweet, and at the contract signing, Banks stamped her name on the paper, literally used the stamp, and started to walk away while Bailey was ready for the classic throwdown in the ring after the signing. We all know what that is. We've all seen it plenty of times. Sign the contract, sign the contract, huge brawl. Yeah, that's what you see with wrestling. See, she was ready to do that, and Banks pretty much told her, though, that she wasn't worth her time and that it can wait till Brooklyn. Bailey would have none of it. Charging Sasha while Sasha was going up the ramp to leave, Bailey made her statement made that Sasha better be ready at that match. This was an incredible match, by the way. I absolutely loved it. They finally got to show us a side of Bailey that you don't usually get to see. You get to see more of the aggressive side. The, I don't want to say mean side, but you could almost compare it to that. But you get to see her show more aggressive side, a more serious tone. A, a Bailey who was determined to actually get what she deserved. She ended up not really holding back one bit, and Bailey actually became the NXT Women's Champion. Right on. After the match, Bailey celebrated with Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte, who have once been referred to as the Four Horsewomen. This wasn't the last of these two women fighting, especially for the title. See, General Manager William Regal, you gotta give the man credit, he's been in the ring plenty of times, and he's got the good mind for wrestling. He put Sasha Banks and Bailey into a 30-minute Ironman match at NXT TakeOver Respect, where Bailey, she won with three falls to two, getting the final fall at the last few seconds against Sasha Banks and remaining as the NXT Women's Champion. Bailey has proven herself time and time again, guys. And I wouldn't be surprised if sometime soon we get to see her on the WWE main roster. Preferably with my girl, and who we're going to be talking about next, Natalia Neidhart. Here at the Sleeper Hold Podcast, we strongly believe in helping others. This quarter, the Sleeper Hold Podcast is going pink with Susan G. Komen as we join the Rise Above Cancer campaign. Susan G. Komen is the world's largest nonprofit funder of breast cancer research. Breast cancer is the most commonly diagnosed cancer in the world and the second leading cause of cancer-related deaths among women in the United States. 
There are already more than 3.1 million breast cancer survivors now in the United States, and your contributions will help with the research and work to increase the number of survivors of breast cancer. For more information or to make your donation, visit thesleeperhold.com and click on the Susan G. Komen link. All right, we talked about the adorable girl next door. Now we're going to move on to talk about the first third-generation female wrestler in the world, the Queen of Hearts. She is beautiful, powerful, and the ideal diva wrestler, if you were to ask me. We are talking about Natalia Neidhart. Daughter of Jim the Anvil Neidhart and Ellie Hart, Natalia has wrestling in her blood. Inspired by her uncle Brett and grandfather Stu, it didn't take much to get Natty into the ring and carry on the Hart wrestling legacy. Training in the Hart family dungeon by her uncle Ross and Bruce Hart, Natty is the first and currently only woman to graduate from the dungeon. She also is trained with mixed martial arts and amateur wrestling. In late 2000 and 2001, she started as a host and ring announcer for Eric Bischoff's youth promotion, Matt Rats. In 2003, she started to work for the Hart family's promotion, Stampede Wrestling. She started a feud with Belle Levitz. There was even a match where Natty teamed with her father against Levitz and Apocalypse. In 2004, Natalia and Levitz teamed up and wrestled in several intergender matches that went up against the Myers brothers, as well as Anna and Ma Myers. By 2004, Natalia began to be booked for tours in England. In 2005, she participated on a two-month tour in Japan under the name Nadia Hart. By the time she returned to Canada, she became a heel under the name Nasty Natty. On June 17, 2005, she became the first Stampede Women's Pacific Champion. Later on, she vacated the title. On November 2005, she injured her cruciate ligament while wrestling in Japan. In early 2006, she underwent surgery and was out of commission for six months. On October 8, 2006, Natalia won the Supergirls Championship from Lisa Moretti in NWA Extreme Canadian Championship Wrestling. She held the championship for 19 days before losing it to Nikki Matthews. On October 2006, she debuted in the all-female promotion Shimmer Women Athletes. She had her final match with Stampede Wrestling on January 26, 2007 before signing on to join the WWE. Natty started out, like many wrestlers, on the lower division of the WWE and worked her way up. She then debuted as a member of the Next Generation Hart Foundation, accompanying Teddy Hart and Harry Smith. They did move back to Florida Championship Wrestling, where she faced against the Bella Twins at many occasions. In late 2008, she debuted on SmackDown with T.J. Wilson, now known as Tyson Kidd, and Harry, or David Hart, Smith, son of the British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith. In 
Natalia started out as a heel on the WWE roster. When Vicky Guerrero, SmackDown general manager at the time, announced the creation of the WWE Divas Championship, Natalia was the first to qualify for the championship match. At the Great American Bash in 2008, Natalia lost the match against Michelle McCool. While still a part of the SmackDown brand, Natalia debuted for the ECW brand via the Talent Exchange Agreement on February 10th, 2009. At this time, she was managing her boyfriend, Tyson Kidd. During her ECW in-ring debut on March 3rd, she defeated Alicia Fox. On April 5th, Natalia was made part of the Divas Battle Royal at WrestleMania 25, which Santina Morella won. On April 15th, Natty was made an official member of the ECW brand when she was drafted as part of the 2009 Supplemental Draft. On May 13th, Natty and Tyson Kidd had David Hart Smith join with them, and they were initially labeled as the Hart Trilogy, which this name did soon change to what we all know as the Hart Dynasty. On June 29, 2009, Natalio and the Hart Dynasty were traded back to SmackDown. Natty's first match was in a six-person mixed tag team match against Crime Time and Eve Torres. At the Bragging Rights pay-per-view, Natty was on the winning team as the SmackDown Divas defeated the Raw Divas. Although Natalia lost her chance to be the number one contender during a match on December 4th, she wasn't down and out for future opportunities. During WrestleMania 26, the Hart Dynasty helped out when Uncle Bret was in a match against Vince McMahon. This helped to Bret Hart instantly turned the Hart Dynasty into faces. On April 26, the Hart Dynasty won the Unified Tag Team Championship against Miz and Big Show following a 2010 WWE draft where the team was moved over to Raw. On May 24th, the Hart Dynasty was jumped by the Usos and Tamina who were making their debuts. The feud between the six carried on to the Fatal 4-Way pay-per-view where the Hart Dynasty defeated the Usos and Tamina after Natalia delivered a discus clothesline to Tamina. The following pay-per-view, Money in the Bank, Natalia helped keep Tamina from interfering and costing the Hart Dynasty their tag team titles. At Night of Champions, the Hart Dynasty did finally lose the belts in a tag team turmoil match. On September 27th, Natalia won a battle royal on Raw to become the number one contender for the Unified Divas Championship. This started her feud with the co-Divas champions Michelle McCool and Layla, otherwise called Le Cool. At the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, Natalia won the match, but it was by disqualification, meaning that McCool retained the title. Three weeks later at Bragging Rights, Natalia had another chance but lost to Layla after McCool interfered. Noticing a trend here? By November 1st, she was once more the number one contender after defeating Michelle McCool in a non-title match. After weeks of tension, though, the Hart Dynasty also ended up splitting after Tyson Kidd turned around and attacked Smith. At the Survivor Series pay-per-view, Natalia faced Michelle McCool and Layla in a two-on-one handicap match. 
to win the title for the first time. After the match, she was attacked by Lay Cool until Beth Phoenix came to her aid. The two formed an alliance at TLC. Natalia and Phoenix defeated Lay Cool in the first Divas Tag Team Tables match. At the Royal Rumble, what was meant to be a handicap match between Natty and Lay Cool became a fatal four as Eve joined in and pinned Layla for the title. Natalia moved to SmackDown and started to be a mentor for AJ and Caitlin, who were calling themselves the Chick Busters. A feud between Natalia, AJ, Caitlin against Alicia Fox, Tamina, and Rosa Mendez. It lasted around and throughout 2011. It was a pretty good feud. On August 5th, Natalia defeated AJ before turning around and declaring war on the perky little princesses that filled the rest of the Divas division. Following this, she teamed up with Beth Phoenix and called themselves the Divas of Doom. The following week, Natty and Phoenix defeated the Chickbusters and continued the feud with them all throughout SmackDown while also carrying a feud with Kelly Kelly and Eve Torres on Raw. Accompanying Beth Phoenix to the ring at Hell in a Cell, Natty watched as her partner won the Divas Championship. At the Royal Rumble, there was an eight-diva tag team match that had the Divas of Doom quietly disbanded shortly after. On April 2012, Natalia became allied once more with Tyson Kidd at the NXT Redemption. Natalia did begin a feud with former protege Caitlyn when Natty felt Caitlyn was giving Kidd a bit too much attention. The two faced off in singles matches and even tag team matches throughout 2012, including a six-diva tag team match at Money in the Bank, where Natty's team unfortunately did lose. Their feud ended on August 31st, where Natty did lose to Caitlyn in a singles match on SmackDown. Natalia carried a relationship for a short time with the great Kali, where she also helped save Hornswoggle from Rosa Mendez. The unlikely team of Kali, Hornswoggle, and Natalia teamed up in a feud against Primo, Epico, and Rosa Mendez. Also on March 27th, during an episode of NXT, Natty went against Caitlyn for the Divas Championship, but unfortunately she did lose. With the launch of Total Divas, Natalia began her feud with the Bella Twins. Natty and Brie went on to trade back and forth victories in singles matches during Raw and at SummerSlam. The cast of Total Divas redirected their attention on Divas champion AJ Lee after she ridiculed and insulted the show. This ended up with a fatal four match at Night of Champions where AJ was able to retain her title against Brie Bella, Naomi, and Natalya. Natty assisted with the great colleague during a feud against Fandango and Summer Rae. This gradually led to a mixed tag match at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view where Natty and Kali lost. On the November 1st episode of SmackDown, Natty forced AJ to submit during a tag team match and follow along with a challenge to AJ for the championship during WWE main event. At Survivor Series, the Team Total Divas faced off against AJ's team True Divas, and honestly, Natty and AJ were the sole survivors. Natalia turned her attention to challenge Paige for the NXT Women's Championship in what was an incredible and close match. 
back on Raw, Natty pinned AJ once more to become the number one contender for the WWE Divas Championship, but fell short at TLC. I also want to point out that during Total Divas going through their first and second season, Natalia and her childhood friend in romance that we all know as Tyson Kidd tied the knot in a beautiful wedding. Ah, uh, well, maybe I can still one day get a kiss on the cheek at least, or be put in a sharpshooter by her or her Uncle Brett? Eh, one can only dream. At WrestleMania 30, Natalia participated in the Divas Championship Invitational match where AJ retained the title. On May of 2014, Natty entered into a tournament to determine the new NXT Women's Champion, where she defeated Layla and Sasha Banks, but ended up losing at the final round against another woman who was born with wrestling in her blood, Charlotte. In mid-2014, Natty entered a storyline with her husband, Tyson Kidd, where she often helped distract the opponent. During the Survivor Series in 2014, Natty joined Alicia Fox's team, and they won with a clean sweep. On January 5th, 2015, Natalia defeated Nikki Bella in a non-title match during Raw. Brie and Nikki would attack Natalia, and then Paige came to the rescue. This caused that at the Royal Rumble, the Bella Twins would go against Natty and Paige. Unfortunately, the Bella Twins did win. Tyson Kidd allied himself with Cesaro, and Natty managed the two of them while they moved on to become the WWE Tag Team Champions during Fastlane. On March 28, 2015, Natalya inducted Alundra Blaze into the WWE Hall of Fame. Tyson suffered a serious spinal injury, and Natty took three months off to help her husband. Returning to the ring on September 21st, 2015, an episode of Raw, Natalia focused on confronting Paige as she turned from being the adored anti-diva to a bit of a heel and a diva herself. See, Paige was at Charlotte's Divas Championship celebration, and they are trying to, you know, cheer on that the team of PCB now had the belt, and... Paige really kind of became quite a diva herself and said a lot of mean things and pretty much just threw a temper tantrum. So after that happened, in all its lovely glory, and Paige even calling Natty out during this whole little spiel, Natty confronted her in the back and basically just told her that her actions and words during the celebration was really uncalled for. This also happens to be what many people agree is what caused the fracture to end Team PCB. Natty and Paige would continue confrontations and matches back and forth. And on October 5th, Natalia defeated Paige on October... Let's see here. I believe it was October 8th. Natalia teamed with Charlotte and Becky to defeat Team Bella. It was pretty awesome. October 15th episode of SmackDown, Nettie had another altercation with Paige before mysteriously being jumped in her dressing room, and many people believed it was Paige doing this to get back at her because, well, Paige was acting quite nutty. While everyone did believe it was Paige, we did later find out that it was uh, Nettie who was jumped by Team Bad, and Nettie didn't even realize it on her return. She still thought it was Paige at first. But Team Bad came out to lay claim to the attack. 
since then, Natalia's focus has been fully on Team Bad and on how to take them apart one by one. Starting with a declaration to take out the leader of Team Bad, which led to some real confusion between Sasha and Naomi on who the leader really is. So, with the two of them bickering, Tamina decided to step up and just say, hey, I'll, I'll handle this, guys. Just chill. Well, Natalia beat uh, Tamina, and after that, she had challenged Naomi. She beat Naomi. So, Natalia really only has Sasha Banks left to defeat before she really destroys Team Bad. And if you ask me, it's only a matter of time before she has that match and shows why she is the Queen of Hearts and the only woman to be able to endure the Heart Dungeon. Sleeper Hole Podcast is proud to be partnered up and broadcasting with 217 Radio, an internet radio station in the Central Illinois area. To keep up with our new weekly schedule, our show is aired every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, and yours truly also has another show at that same time every Wednesday where I freely speak my mind on some of the news locally and nationally. But you don't only get to listen to me. There's great music and incredible shows from other hosts as well. Soon, I will be super looking forward to the show that talks about the paranormal and does the little investigations. I'm a big paranormal junkie, so that one's going to be awesome once it gets up and going. Wednesdays also has 217 Problems, which is from the same great creator of 217 Problems, which is named and shown on Facebook. Now, Pickett, he's one of the producers of 217 Radio, and he has the Pickett's Movie Show on Saturdays, which is great for those who want to review on what movies to check out. And I'm looking forward to seeing my buddy Jeremy Bailey launch Lincoln's Legends on the Thursday night slot. Now, this is a big time growing show, so let me tell you, many shows are being added as days roll by and there's many things going on. So, I am very, very sure there's going to be so many great things to check out as new shows are added and there's something for everybody. So, what are you waiting for? Just go to 217radio.com. Sit back, relax, and enjoy some great shows and a great variety of music. Alright, boys and girls, you have the two women out of all the divas that I absolutely love to watch and cheer for. Don't get me wrong, there's a lot of other great ones out there, but these are my top two. But stay around as we continue this series onward. We have six more episodes before this year is up, and I am certain they will be just as awesome. See you all next week, and take care of yourselves. Thank you for listening to the Sleeper Hold Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website at thesleeperhold.com, comment on episodes, read our blog, find information about our quarterly charity, and more. See you next week.